0: There's no upsell, no guru
1: pitch, and no fluff. It's time to unshackle yourself from captivity and make your freedom jump with the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back, folks, to the Agency Freedom Podcast. We help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom, and this one has been in the hopper for a while. (laughs) Man, my man, Matt Sudica, he is the director of insurance, president of insurance. I'm not sure what exactly your title is. You're in charge of all things insurance for OB, O-B-I-E. This thing has been a long time coming. It's like the the trailer of a movie that got pushed back during COVID. And you've seen the trailer like seven times when you're super hyped for the movie. And it's finally here. OB is ready to go to market and this one is a shorter episode because honestly, it is just plain hype city. I wanted Matt to come on and tell us uh, what Obi is up to, uh, explain himself for the delays. I know Matt has you know plenty of talking points on why it's taken so long. Uh, I certainly have asked those questions. I'm the squeaky wheel. I'll admit it. Uh, but man, so excited that Obi is here. It is ready to go to market. Uh, and we'll have some information for you at the end of the episode about how you can get Obi in your office as soon as it goes live, which is just a few weeks from now. Uh, so Matt Sudica, thanks for joining us, man.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Sorry to, sorry to be like the, the Top Gun 2 uh, for you on this, you know. So. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: but hey, much like Top Gun 2, it was delayed so many times, but holy cow, what a great movie. I mean, like maybe the best sequel of all time. Sorry, Godfather. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe.
2: Very cool. But
1: I I feel like Obi is probably the same thing, man. It took a while to get here, but totally worth the wait, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think uh, you had a little bit more insight to some of the delays or what I call just, you know, building out processes and... Mm-hmm. I think, it, you know, you have kids, I have my first, I think this is a prime example of where, like as a parent, you start talking either about Santa or Christmas a little too early before, you know, you, you know, you really should, you know, you maybe start talking about it in July mm-hmm. and you really should have waited to November. I think I was just so excited to one, get our product out in an independent agency channel, just because that's always been my thing with the insure techs is helping them get into mm-hmm. the IA channel. I've always been passionate about that. I knew you were one of the the biggest, if not the biggest, you know, supporter of this, you know, the single family, you know, rental space. Uh, do a ton of you know uh, work in that space. So clearly, I wanted your input, wanted to get you going and everything on it first. So I probably, as I always told you in the text, every time you would give that squeaky wheel text, like I should have just waited, James. But you know, thankfully, you no. uh, waited it out with us. And uh, you know, I think because we did it the right way, we're going to see a way better product coming to market here.
1: Well, and one of the things that I find myself saying with so many of the vendors that we partner with is right is better than fast. Getting it right is better than getting it to market fast. And I think there's so many examples of that uh, in the insurance industry and just in in tech and development circles in general. Right is always better than fast. And I think Obi is a great example of that. You know, you are a, a former agency principal yourself, uh, for those that aren't familiar with your backstory with Skylight and your days as a State Farm uh, agency owner as well, why don't you give everybody a, a quick, you know, synopsis of your time in the agency world? Because you're not just some tech guy. You're not some insured tech executive. You understand the game. You know where agents are coming from because it's part of your story as well.
2: Yeah, a- absolutely. I, uh, I think that's good you know, for your viewers who are mostly, you know, wanting to learn how to go from, you know, captive to the independent. I think that's a lot of, you know, your viewers or where you started. Um, that was my mold. I, I grew up in a state farm household. My dad was an agent for 40 years, retired a couple of years ago up in Michigan. So insurance was all I knew. Right. You know, and, you know, uh, decided to open up a state farm pretty early in life, uh, especially if you knew state farm. I opened mine back in, I think, 2010, 20, 2009. Be Pretty much then still and before that in the captive world, it was very much, especially for State Farm, they only really wanted to work with people who kind of went out and got their nose bloody and then came to them, you know, with a a family and kids. And so they were hiring a lot of agents in their 30s, 40s, 50s and up. And I was, you know, 21, 22 coming out of uh, college and the concept of them letting me open one was, you know, not that, you know, now they're doing it like crazy, but, you know, it was pretty unique at the time, you know, so... I thankfully just got pretty lucky to get connected with a sales, uh, I don't know what they call him now, but like a sales leader at the time who used to be my uncle, who also was a State Farm agent and gave me the opportunity. So, you know, long story short, I did State Farm for about five five years out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, had a huge team for State Farm. We had 30 plus uh, people, so we were very large as it relates to employees. We were pretty consistently they're, you know, either number one new agency in the country or like a top 10, top 20 overall, uh, as far as growth, not book size. Of course, uh, we did a scratch and and it was fun, but the challenges I had, which a lot of you might have was that I was really more like, uh, owner operator and not real true entrepreneur. Anything that I wanted to do as a true entrepreneur, mm-hmm. it was like, no, you can't do that. You know, you, you know,
1: Oh, Big Red gave you the smackdown on all of your good yeah. ideas, didn't they?
2: And and you know what? The, the sad part was, and I, and I I still I still love State Farms, You know, my dad's company. So I'll never have like a bad thing. But it was, it came off like I was always uncompliant. And really, what I was is I, I just had ideas, right? Like, um, and so I got uh, a little bored of my State Farm over time, to be honest, because it was kind of Groundhog's Day, you know, with just production and. I met um, this guy who owned the largest uh, ownership in the Century 21 space, which is a uh, real estate company in the Midwest and a little bit in Florida and everything like that. They mm-hmm. they do homeowners, their er, yeah. homes, right? And they make most of their money on ancillary business. And he had this idea that he was like, hey, I really want to build an insurance company, right, that could go. And so I, I left my safe farm, built this company called Skylight, which was built to basically handle these Centric 21 leads. And and from that is where I first got into the insured tech space and where I got into liking the real estate space. Right. And so the reason that came up is I was trying to find a better way to basically give these realtors the ability to get a homeowner's product real fast. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I started to reach out. I reached out to Daniel Lemonade via LinkedIn. I met us off at a speed dating in Chicago. And I pitched them this idea. I said, we have thousands of opportunities. I know that, you know, one of you is actually actively telling brokers how bad they suck at the time. Uh, but I think you're missing the boat. You know, I think you should let me have access to your product with these leads I have, stop spending on Google and like let's do something here, right? I was not from the independent space, so I wasn't as interested in travelers and SafeGo and some of these others at the time, right? I was I was wanting speed, right? And you know, to kind of wrap that up. um, That's where I started to bring tech into the real estate business. Uh, It's where I started to get to work with these insured techs from a consulting standpoint, to talk to them about the IA community and like, hey, uh, you don't want to hate this community, they own 80 some percent of the business, like there's this hybrid where we use your technology and your, you know, your paper to give their clients a better experience, a faster experience a more efficient experience. And that's when you started to see the open Openleys and, uh, you know, uh, these other insure techs all start to flip to working with the IA community. And then flash forward, I had these two brothers out of Michigan that were clients at one point uh, creating this company called Obi, and they were going to go do this insure tech within the rental space, same backings as the Hippo and Lemonade uh, in some capacities. And that was really my opportunity mm-hmm. to kind of take the next step and go from, you know, independent to insuretech, um, and really bring kind of a lot of what I was doing already uh, to a company that I actually had you know ownership in and stake in, and could make real change, yeah. real directions, do things like this. You know, get out to the market. So that's my journey, and um, you know, it's been it's been fun.
1: What, one of the things that I love about Obi is you guys have successfully bridged the gap that a lot of these insure tech companies. Uh, have a real challenge with. Uh, I would say the same thing about Wonderite, uh, because they have the tech background, but they also have the insurance background. And so many of these insured tech companies just saw an opportunity in an in an industry that has tremendous residual and long term revenue. Uh, the revenue model in the in the insurance world is completely bananas to most people in the business community that you know work off of you know sales and revenue and traditional metrics. You know, so you get a lot of VC money in the insure tech side of things. But these tech guys, I mean, Lemonade, Root, Metro Mile, et cetera, like, lots of great examples of folks that are outstanding technical operators and terrible insurance professionals because they just don't understand actuarial science. They don't understand distribution models from direct-to-consumer, you know, exclusive agents, independent agents, et cetera. Distribution a complex game. You know, just ask anybody at Liberty Mutual that tried to figure out the Comparion thing. You know, and they're direct to consumer and independent and exclusive. There's a lot going on. What I love about OB is that Aaron and Ryan were smart enough to recognize hey, wait a second. We're really, really smart tech guys. We don't know anything about insurance specific. So they reach out to you, who's already, you know, you're already doing life with them. You already know them. You're already, you know, at least reasonably close friends with them. And they say, hey, Matt. Why don't you uh come be our insurance expert at our tech company, which lends immediate credibility to what Obi is doing because you got all these developers and engineers and software people, you know, the venture capital back, the Y Combinator stuff, which is super cool. And then you've got Matt Sudica, who's leading out the insurance function and helping with underwriting and actuarial and program and product and all that stuff. So Obi ends up being this juggernaut in the in in the you know, in the pieces of it, you're able to do a whole lot of stuff that other folks may not be able to because they're not able to combine great tech with great insurance understanding and knowledge of, hey, what does the market want? What, what does the retail agent who's trying to sell, uh, in this point, in the life cycle of OB, one to four unit properties, flips and rentals, um, sh- some short-term rental appetite, not really that much right now. That's going to come later. Um, but the one to four unit flips and rentals has a pretty unique set of needs in the marketplace, especially in the flip side of things, because your standard market companies like Travelers, Safeco, you know, State Auto, etc., they have no idea what to do with a flip. And then you're stuck with like US Assure or a Liberty Mutual builder's risk product that doesn't have a liability component at all. And you gotta go monoline the liability through whether it's Bacon Express or somebody else. There's a lot of monoline liability options, but you gotta like Puzzle piece this thing. So having a product that Obi is able to deliver to the marketplace that's an all-in-one solution that checks a bunch of boxes for retail agents, man, that is really exciting to see.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, really, um, to allude, you know, there's been almost there was the InsureTech 1.0s, right? And um, I want to relate this to you, your audience, which will, what didn't go as well there was that, you know, they were, like I said, they were actively like almost against the IA broker. They had a lot of direct to consumer as far as like, they would prefer people to just come to them compared. There was this thought mm-hmm. of, you know, Oh, are they going to take my clients or whatever? And probably a, a decent thought. Right. And then there, and, and for them, it was, it was like the Uber. It was grow it out costs. Don't worry about uh, loss ratios. Don't worry about, you know, you know, uh, being profitable. I think then there's InsureTech 2.0 that starts to care about the IA agent, starts to care about loss a little bit, starts to, you know, do things like openly day where they're only going to work with agents, you know, type of thing. And then I think we're really sitting in that almost InsureTech 3.0 now where it's, uh, you know, because they acquired Skylight, we, you know, we have some profitability pieces to us. We, uh, have the ability to be direct DTC, but what we care about DTC is direct to prop tech, right? Like, you know, direct to channel partner, right? If you will, not, we don't really yep. want to go to Google. We don't really want to acquire a client in, in that way. We of course have a forward facing thing. Cause you know, you, you need to do that in the VC world. Um, and then, you know, our second biggest thing, if not, I, what I think is going to be, is the IA channel. I would rather, have our company just support agents and have them bring their great clients that they already know. To me, it's the ultimate Mm -hmm. Tom Sawyer. People hear this every time I speak. I love the Tom Sawyer analogy. It's like, why would I spend millions of dollars to try to go direct to the consumer and maybe get their attention? And as we know in insurance, people come to you as they leave you, or I could open up a great product to this IA community they already have the clients. They bring them in, get the policies, they get paid. We, you know, we get paid. And again, because they're coming through that broker, they have to leave that broker to leave us. It just never made sense to me in the insure tech space why more carriers didn't feel the way I do about, or Obi does, I shouldn't say just me. Um, of that's just a better way to do business. We're just, we're giving brokers a better way to help their rental clients. I mean, that's just as simple as it is.
1: Hey, Freedom Jumper, are you looking to take your business to the next level? Who isn't, right? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, a nationwide brokerage solutions they understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. I absolutely love the analogy. I got to say, I haven't heard it put quite that way, you know, with the way that InsureTech interacts with the independent retail channel. You know, you guys really have just Tom Sawyer the whole thing and recruited a bunch of your colleagues and friends to help you paint that white fence.
2: Yes, absolutely. You know, that
1: is, that's a genius way to <laughs> describe it. You know, I don't mean to put you on the spot because I'm not 100% sure of your answer, but I'm going to ask the question anyway, and, and you can just run with it. You know, one of the juggernauts in the space, uh, I've used that word juggernaut twice in one episode. For those of you counting, the over-under on juggernaut was two, and there we go. Um, One of the the really big companies in this space historically has been NREIG, National Real Estate Insurance Group. And historically, they were completely inaccessible to the independent agent channel. A couple of years ago, two or three years ago, they started realizing that they were losing out on a whole bunch of opportunities. So they opened a sister company, and called it R E Insure Pro. Now it has very similar product, but their go-to-market strategy was exclusively independent uh, agents. The challenge is, and this is where I have a real hard time supporting that idea, is if you get a policy from N R E I G, they're very direct to consumer, they're very accessible. Uh, bigger Pockets has a direct relationship with them. When you call them you're not talking to a commission sales agent. You're talking to an account manager who's sitting at a desk somewhere who's not making a commission on that sale. And the problem is, with that model, when they have both a direct-to-consumer and an independent retail agent, the pricing is different. Where if you go to NREIG, you're going to get one price. If you go to RE Pro, you're going to get a different price. And there there creates this inherent conflict between the two, between the DTC channel and the retail channel And for me, yeah, I have a contract with Ari Insure Pro, but we have a hard time finding traction with them because if we go head to head with NREIG and their house account stuff, we'll lose every single time. Um, How is OB going to reconcile the possibility of retail agents like me going, hey, are you guys going to compete with me in the marketplace and beat me every time because your in-house people aren't making a commission on the sale of that same policy? Uh, what's obi's take on that and again yeah. sorry to put you on the spot no, but i, I actually uh, that's an important question
2: i love this you know uh, so I'm, I'm from detroit so i love eight mile and to me i love this question because you know if you know the end of eight mile the way he won that final rap battle is he got to bring up what the other person was going to bring up about him before uh he did right and so this is probably tell gonna... these
1: people something they don't know about
2: me exactly exactly <laughs> And so I love this question because this is probably what is going to, you know, be the biggest question, right? For one, um, our direct-to-consumer, there is no price change. Two, and, you know, send me this video one day if this ever happens, but we don't want to take your client, right? So, you know, if you have a contract with us and for some reason that client, you know, goes to our site directly because they just get confused or whatever and you find out about it, We'll put it in your book. Like we are really not trying to create, you know, something that takes away from the independent channel again, because I'll be frank. I don't want to service it. Right. Like I would rather. Oh, Jerry's your client. Take Jerry. You know what? And and think we'll provide we're good at, which is going to be the paper. Right. You can have Jerry. You can take Jerry's calls and update the policy or whatever. Like that's what you're going to do as the broker. I don't want to break that cycle, yeah. right? Because then I got to have a servicing team in house to do that. And as most of your people on here, why do you leave, leave State Farm or leave? Or what's your biggest struggle thing? It's the it's the servicing side, right? Like that's the thing. So for me, yeah. that will never be a problem for Ob as long as I'm around because it's not it's not what we want. It doesn't make sense for our business model to take your client. To be honest with you, if anything, we would probably down the road if we have any type of book of business, or we do start to get a lot of DTC coming in from like actual, like just direct to the site or whatever, we're probably more likely as things I've talked to you about to have like master agencies that we would give that business to, or, you know, or find a way to give that business to the independent agents. So we couldn't be more focused against, uh, taking business in that way. We're not doing Google. We're not doing bigger pockets. We're, you know, we're spending our time helping our digital partners, which is, you know, the roof stocks and the nest egg, you know, companies like that, the prop techs. Right. And then helping the independent agent channel again, our model, you mentioned it, Tom sawyers like, we like that piece. We have a great product. It's unique. There's not a lot of uh, opportunity out there and that's where we want to sit. You know, we want to support, not take it, you know, if that makes sense to hopefully everybody.
1: Man, for those of you out there listening to what Matt just said, that should resonate as much as anything in this episode, because that completely removes the possibility that you are competing with your provider. I think that is uh, as as it should be. That is a totally relevant complaint. You know, a lot of folks that um, I'll just use Liberty again because I think, you know, Tyler Asher is a great leader and Liberty is a fantastic carrier. I really like Liberty. They have caught a lot of flack in, in social stuff, you know, over the years with the whole comparing things. They have an in-house agency and the perception is that they're actively competing with their retail agent partners. And, and the fact that OB is definitely not going to do that, I think is a huge positive and it, it definitely bears uh, repeating. OB is loyal to the independent agency channel and we're not, you know, you guys aren't exclusive uh, like openly is we're openly the carrier now doesn't have a direct to consumer channel. You can't go to openly.com and get a quote. The only distribution is the retail agent now. You know, Obi's not taking uh, that approach because, as you said, you're prop tech partners and you've got a long list of very cool uh, property tech partners, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the STR, the, the Airbnb, the VRBO side of real estate. You guys have very deep uh, friendships over there. Very impressive, man, for sure. Uh, so, just pointing that out, folks, that Obi is a friend to the IA channel, not an adversary. That is just incredibly important. Because it breeds loyalty it it creates the and fosters this uh blue ocean we 're in this together collaboration kind of attitude, which I just think is fantastic. I know we both have uh, less than ten minutes. we've got a hard stop here in just a few uh Matt I got a couple of quick rapid fire questions for Absolutely. you. Um, is this a fifty state uh operation can can folks from anywhere sign up or are there limitations in the short term because I know we're still pretty early stage here this this OB engine you guys are building is is far from a, a fully developed platform at this point.
2: Absolutely. So, um, two sides of that one, real quick. You can sign up being in any state. Our product will be offered in forty seven states uh, when this goes live or when you sign up. Uh, we're not going to have New York, Texas, or Florida up front um, to write it. But if you're an agent in Florida, Texas, or New York, and you write other states, you can you can work with us, of course, just uh, won't be able to write your home state as of October 2022.
1: And one of the beautiful things and challenges about podcasting is these things live in perpetuity. So it's entirely possible that someone is listening to this episode many months from now uh, when the capacity, when the capabilities of Obi have changed, have evolved. Uh, so if you are listening... At some point other than you know Q4 of 2022, definitely check it out and see. Hey, what's Ob up to? Because it's very likely you know if it's a few months from now that uh, the capabilities of the platform have evolved since Matt and I are sitting here recording. Yeah, ab-
2: absolutely. This. I mean, the, this idea that is we are very much taking a very Costco type of approach. Uh, we're getting people. We got the stores open. We're getting customers in, and we're going to continue to build out our Kirkland brand. Uh, you know better and stronger every day so that's kind of what you'll see from us is we're going to have more and more not only just you know Obi's going to have more and more opportunities within OB, uh for different uh, policies and paper and different states so you're going to see a lot of potential beyond just you know like state farm has one homework project. we'll eventually have multiple uh, options for for independent agents which will be pretty nice
1: the the challenge of being a national program is the needs in you know wyoming are completely different than the needs in pennsylvania or and i'm not even going to get into gulf coast states mm-hmm. and coastal stuff and you know in california and colorado where there's high you know fire line challenges and california's challenges are just massive monumental uh, underwriting and actual girl challenges so operating in all 50 states is very 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 difficult you have to have flexibility. So I'm really encouraged to hear that there's going to be, you know, eventually there'll be several product options uh that are able to be customized based on geographic necessity. So, you know, we're we're running short on time. We just have a few minutes left. Uh this is a program that currently is focused on one to four unit residential properties. We're not looking for mixed use where you know it's storefront, ground floor, habitational, up above. We're not looking for small multifamily, you know, five units and above. At some point, I'm sure there'll be underwriting appetite for those other asset classes, but for the foreseeable future, you guys are really focused on one to four unit residential properties. Uh, is abs- that right? Ab- Did I miss absolutely, anything? Absolutely,
2: yeah, one to one to four units, um, and uh, yeah, w- I think we'll expand to other things as we go. But yeah, that's our that's our main focus, and I think in the rental space, that's the that's the biggest you know amount of you know opportunities for most agents. Right? Is
1: now, is this a master policy that someone's going to get stuck on, or are these individually underwritten properties uh, that are using traditional forms of reinsurance? Is this legit? Are lenders going to be okay with these policies? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, so, I mean, it's gonna it's built to meet the the lender requirements. It's gonna have you know the one million and two million GL. Um, you know, again for this space, um, it it should meet you know you're in the business i could probably say it'll meet 90% 95% of the lenders you know say 100% of lenders would be yeah inaccurate for any carrier uh it, it's going to it's going to do a really good yeah. job in the space you know as far as meeting the the requirements uh for most of your rental opportunities
1: full disclosure folks uh, i definitely have a stake in the game i have been um working with ob for a while now i i have seen exactly what the product is You know, Riskwell is super, super deep into real estate investor stuff. You guys have heard me talk about it since the very beginning and even before this podcast was a thing. Uh, I'm going to be helping uh, Obi and the team uh, with distribution. You'll see me leading out the Agent Advisory Council. Uh, Matt and I are going to work together to handpick some of the best and brightest agents from across the country uh, to advise on the product, to give feedback on what they like and what they don't like. Uh, This is a long-term game for sure. And man, I am absolutely thrilled uh, to be a very, very small piece of what Obi is building. Uh, and you you will uh, hear us talk about it from time to time. We'll probably have Matt on a few months from now uh, to talk about, hey, how are things going with Obi? As with any of our, uh, you know, insured tech friends, the development curve is ridiculous. Uh, what Obi is going to accomplish in the next 12 to 18 months uh, is probably going to change uh, the nature of how real estate investor insurance gets written uh, in America. So, um, Matt are we ready to drop it on him uh with uh with the opportunity for every listener of this podcast
2: I, I think we should uh so you know we did uh James was my first person when we started talking about distribution. I can't go on social media at night without seeing james face somehow so facebook found out for my love for James and uh, every single time I go i even i think get a pop up now on my phone when he posts so I was like, you know, if he's this influential to me, he also, this is the biggest thing his agency does in general. We couldn't have thought of a better person to, you know, be a, a spokesperson or a face or uh, or uh, an ambassador or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, to get our product out into the independent market instead of us, you know, spending time, energy, money, all these things to advertise or whatever. We figured James was our better approach to, you know, get Obi out there. He already knows I, I always tell him he knows every independent agent in the country and he always is modest and says, you know, 99% of them I know, you know, type deal. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll, oh we'll man, have the yeah. link here, you know, call James, blow him up on social media. He doesn't get, to get enough DMs, uh, he says. So slide into the DMs, tell James you want, and it'll be contract. He'll hook you up, um, carrier pigeon, smoke signal. However you can get hold of James, yeah. uh, he'll help you out.
1: It, one of the the biggest concerns a lot of folks are going to have is what are the expectations of a contract. And let me just say it right now, folks. Matt and I and the other partners that are helping in distribution want to make this an asset for your agency. Uh, nobody's going to call you and bug you about production if you're an agent that writes you know one or two policies a month with OB or one policy every three months with OB. At the end of the day, it's all about expanding your toolkit and making it possible for you to write more business faster and easier and more profitably. So if you're sitting there going, man, I mean, I write some, but it's not really a big thing for me. Do I want to have an OB contract in your office? And I'd say the answer is probably yes. If you care about writing good business, if you're going to engage in basic field underwriting and at least put some effort into making sure your loss ratio is favorable, then yeah, you absolutely should. If you're someone who sits out there going, I don't care, I'll write it. I'll write anything. I have no standards. Uh, please move on, turn off this podcast and uh, stop listening to this podcast and find yourself somewhere else to do business. Cause we don't want anybody like that in the industry at all. Kind of because man, there's so many problems with a lack of uh, appropriate due diligence, uh, at the, the sales pipeline, shall we say, uh, we are out of time, Matt. I know you and I both have another appointment that starts in just a couple of minutes. Uh, any last words here, anything you want to say uh, to our freedom jumper audience out there?
2: Uh, yeah. I think, you know, what I want to end with is as you heard for my story, I am just like everybody probably listened to this in some capacity. I've I've been captive, I've been independent and now I'm kind of, uh, getting to represent y'all in the insure tech space in a more permanent capacity. And I think as you work with Obi, you'll see that, you know, on all things that we do, it has a very IA feel to it. And I think you'll like that. And, uh, Mm-hmm. you know a lot of you know me on social too, so I, I I am looking forward to working with a lot of you uh on a more day to day basis as you you know you work with our product
1: fantastic Matt Sudica, you are a plus my friend. I am so glad that we crossed paths uh a few years ago and we we're able to to deliver the o b experience uh to the marketplace to to this podcast and uh, and, and the IA channel as a whole. 36,000 some odd independent agencies across the country. And I think a lot of them are going to find themselves uh, either with OB or wanting OB. So, folks, uh, the only thing I will say here your call to action, check the link below of the show notes. It has the link where you can click uh, to sign up uh, to say, hey, I want an OB contract. I want to be able to write this in my office. There's Virtually no strings attached. It's another tool in your toolbox, another toy that you get to play with. Feel free to message me. You can email podcast at agencyfreedom.com if you want to talk about any of this, or just click the link uh, and sign up. You'll be hearing from me uh, the day that this episode drops. I'll put the word out uh, everywhere. Hey, here's the link. Go sign up if you want an OB contract. Uh, and for those of you that know me, that are doing live with me, you're going to hear a lot about OB for me in the coming weeks. So, Uh, He is Matt Sudica, the chief insurance officer. I just checked the website and that (laughs) is in fact your title. So uh, the chief insurance officer of Obi Matt Sudica. Thank you so much for joining us, my friend. And this has been another episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. Make it a great day, boys and girls. We'll talk to you again real
0: soon. Y'all take care. Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite platform to get automatic updates with every new episode and help other people find us. If you like what you hear, please drop us a review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share AFP with someone you know who is still in captivity. They'll thank you later. Visit our website at agencyfreedom.com to get access to exclusive content and announcements. Join our community on Facebook by typing in Agency Freedom in the search bar. Send your questions, comments, guest recommendations, and favorite grilling recipes to us at podcast@agencyfreedom.com. At this is the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. Until next time, let's go.